We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. we gonna see him soon. You feel me? another episode of the Budding Heads podcast from Ramstalk Radio, proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and presented by TickPick, the best place to get tickets for the Rams or any team. And boy, I mean, for fans that went to this game and for all of us watching it, what a what a day, man. I, I like this. I don't think any sane Rams fan expected us to walk out of this game with a win at eight o'clock. Uh, I guess five o'clock for most of you. And uh, it's, it's 1144 PM East coast time right now, 845 for you West coasters and the Rams are coming off. Maybe their most impressive victory of the season. I mean, we're Johnny Gomez, Johnny, man, what, what a fucking day it was uh, a, true roller coaster of emotions all day long without a doubt in fact uh steve and i were were texting each other before uh before the game had taken place you know after it was revealed jalen ramsey wasn't able to go in this game because of uh covid reasons and wow I, i i mean if you go back to our conversation we basically said that the rams should probably forfeit this game because uh, they didn't have a chance. Uh, and man, to to the Rams' credit, they really stepped up in this game. They took care of business, and that's a comforting feeling, especially considering that probably their second best pl- uh, defensive player, and maybe no, no, probably the second best defensive player, and they're and they're at least third best player. Yeah. At, at least there, because at first I was going to say the second best player overall, but I think you could probably make an argument for Cooper Cup being the second best player. Uh, but damn, Jalen Ramsey was a huge blow 
And, you know, it's not like he was the only one missing either. You're talking about, you know, Tyler Higby. You're talking about uh, Rob Havenstein. Um, you're talking, you know, all kinds of players. You know, Dante DeOne wasn't able to go. Uh, Ro- um, Rochelle wasn't, uh, was able, wasn't able to go. Uh, was Brian Allen able to go? No, Brian Allen didn't play either. Yeah, you're missing five. They lost five starters over the course of like 24 hours. Uh, yeah, Sunday it was announced Henderson and Havenstein, um, and Dayon wouldn't play right. And then today they announced Higby and Ramsey. And that's in addition to Brian Allen being doubtful all week. So that's. Six starters down, and it's a it's a mix of how confident you are in the guys behind them. You know, um, like for example, yeah, you're more confident in Sony Michelle. He played great. Uh, you you want Henderson out there, but you're confident in him. You know, you lose Havenstein. You're somewhat confident in Joseph Noteboom, like pretty confident. But then it just continues to win. You know, you lose Dante Deon, and you've got. David Long, who, you know, he's probably not that much worse than Dayon, but hasn't impressed much this year. And then you lose Higby, and you're trying Kendall Blanton and Bryson Hopkins out there. And then you lose Ramsey, and, like, literally, we're all looking at the Rams practice squad roster, trying to figure out who the fuck is the third cornerback in line for that position because Rochelle's injured, Dayon's out, and now Ramsey's out. And you're replacing your bet, your second best player on defense, maybe second best player on the team, depending on the day with Kareem Moore, who we probably all just either Googled who he was today or remembered him from his, I don't know. Was he even on the team in the preseason this year? I have no fucking idea. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, you, you, you talk about that guy a little bit in August and then you forget he exists, but the performance by the secondary today, and it was not perfect. They got bl- they got beaten a lot, but to to win this game, let alone in, not that it was a blowout win or anything, but the convincing fashion that this game had. You know, the the it felt like the game was over pretty early in the fourth fourth quarter. To put up that performance with. You know, literally a guy in you're you're playing. I I can't wait to see the snap counts. Is you played Kareem Moore a lot. Uh, you're trotting Terrell Burgess out there. Hasn't played all year. Nick Nick Scott's practically playing the whole game. To win this game with those guys out there, and let alone like expecting the day of the game to have Jalen Ramsey out there, you have to throw the whole game plan out the window when he goes off the field. It, it's just so impressive and against a great team, nonetheless. I mean, if we were playing. I'm not going to say the Jags because we probably would have beaten the Jags with with this unit. But, I mean, it, I don't know. what's a, Who's a step up from the Jags? Mm. It, we're, the, if we're the playing Giants? The, the, the Falcons, maybe. If we're playing the Falcons today and they announced for the game, Jalen Ramsey's not playing, I don't know if I would expect to win, let alone against the Cardinals. I mean, this was incredible. It was such a great, great performance. And everybody that needed to step up stepped up in a big way. Yeah, w- without a doubt. I mean, the the Rams should absolutely be, you know, ecstatic about this win because this this was. I mean, if you have all these players and the Rams win, that's an impressive win. But the uh, the Rams getting the job done with so many key players out, you know that 
that's incredible. You know, this is this isn't the Jaguars. This isn't the Falcons. This isn't the Giants. This is quite possibly the best team in the NFL. And for good reason, you know, and the Rams took care of business. You know, Uh, everyone, you know, looked good uh, on, on the offensive side of the ball. You know, there was very few complaints from me. I mean, was it perfect? Of course not. There was some hiccups here and there. But, I mean, what do you expect with all the with all the players out, you know? And even on the defensive side of the ball, I, I mean, there was some plays that even if you have Jalen Ramsey out there, I don't know if there's, you know, anything he could have done with some of the throws that Kyler Murray was throwing out there. I mean... Dude, dude's a stud, man. He he went out there and you know made plays happen. It was being chased around all game, um, and that that's pretty much. Uh, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, that's one of the reasons why the Rams win this football game is because Kyler Murray was not comfortable in the pocket whatsoever, and, and a lot of the plays he had made, he made it on the run and just somehow. You, you see him make that play, and you're like, how the hell does that happen? And, and it's just at that point, even with, uh, you know, some backup players or uh, even if throw Ramsey out there, I'm not sure he could have even made a play because ball was thrown so well and everything like that. So real, real happy with what I saw out there. And uh, th- this is this is a great step in the right direction. Um, was it perfect? No, but. I'll take it. I'll I'll take it over a damn good Arizona Cardinals team. Yeah, and like you said, there were some just completely outrageous plays that Kyler made, and uh, and his receivers who who all for the most part played really well. If if Jalen Ramsey's guarding those guys, you know he probably doesn't make those plays either. I mean, I I don't remember who was on. I think it was Darius Williams was on Christian Kirk on that fucking silly deep ball. Um, he had on the run, and then he had another one to AJ Green later, where I think David Long was on it. But this, you know, he, Kyler also made mistakes, and we've dealt with this with Stafford recently, where you know there's games where he's making some lights out throws, and then he'll just throw an interception. And uh, Kyler made some bad throws, and the Rams capitalized on it. They, their guys made plays. Um, they they turned the Arizona turned the ball over twice. Rams scored touchdowns on both drives, and uh. One of them, I, th- I think one of them was pretty much a gimme touchdown, and the other they they put together a real drive off of. So, two different turnovers in two different parts of the field, and and you make it happen, and you turn those turnovers into points. I mean, the game really, what it came down to, it, it yeah, there's a lot of things you could point to, but it was Ernest Jones getting an interception at the one yard line, and the Rams scoring off of that play. That's a 14 point swing in our favor. There's your ball game right there. Uh, obviously, that's not the whole ball game, but the Rams have lost games recently. You know, you look back at the Tennessee game in particular because they turned the ball over. And I'm sure Arizona is going to be looking at this game saying, if Kyler doesn't throw those two picks, they probably win. And you probably do. But for us, we made plays off of those bad throws. And the the first one that Aaron Jones, I didn't think was a bad throw. The, the one to Leonard Floyd was not a good decision. But you have to capitalize on those plays, especially in a game like this where you know, the Rams, not often this year have they truly been an underdog in a matchup. This was They were completely the underdog. I don't know what the line shifted to before kickoff when they announced all those players were out. I'd imagine it was pretty heavily in Arizona's favor. 
But when you, when you're on, under man and and you're you're the underdog, you have to make turnovers happen. You have to take care of the ball. And the Rams said both. And look at where we are talking about a victory finally over a really good football team. It's been a long time. The Rams are game out of the division. It's going to be an uphill climb to win that division. But you put yourself in position for success, and, and that's all you can ask right now. I mean, it's a lot more possible than it was uh, if the if the Rams would have lost this game. And let's face it, I, I I don't know how upset you could really be if the Rams lose this football game, uh, uh, you know, being so shorthanded. Um, but the fact that they got the win is, is nothing short of impressive. And uh, beyond that, um, I, I have to I, I'd be remiss if I didn't if I didn't mention this at all. But uh, so I was telling Steve that I may have to do this podcast in a room in Vegas because I so happen to be in Vegas. And uh, I ended up deciding to go home uh, in California um, before uh, before the game started and everything. And the, the real reason why I decided to go home was because. There's a pretty big storm heading into uh, the California, the SoCal area. Um, so going through uh, the Cajon Pass, which, you know, connects uh, SoCal to uh, Las Vegas, you know, it can get pretty icy. It can get pretty uh, flooded at times, you know, with a lot of rain. But anyway, long story short, uh, I decided to go the route of going home rather than staying. And my plan was to stay in Vegas, watch the game in Vegas, and, you know, uh, drop a bet on on the Rams since they were a slight underdog. Uh, well, I, I, again, Steve mentioned that the, the, odd, uh, the line might have changed a little bit. And uh, I, that was my plan, was to, to drop a bet and, you know, win a little bit of money and... Damn, if I, I I wish I would have stayed in Vegas because I would have won some. Well, I I probably would have won a little bit of money anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I, and if you bet on the game after those uh, things happen, maybe the line would have shifted. You know, for for the last month or so, genuinely, it's been. I feel like sometimes I'm lying to you guys when I tell you how you should try and go get tickets to watch the Rams play. No longer. I'm very happy. I'm very excited about this team's future. And now I'm going to try and get some, some more of these Rams games. And, and, and listen, if you're buying tickets to go see the Rams, if you're buying tickets to go see you know, whoever whoever your team is, whatever sport you want to see, Tick Pick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the best option to buy tickets. It is the original no fee ticket website. All those bogus and awful service fees you're getting on the bit, the bigger websites, the other websites. TickPick doesn't have them. They're gonna give you the best deal possible, and they're so confident in their prices that they will give you a 110% difference on your purchase price. So if you want to go see the Rams play, or you want to go see the Lakers, or whoever, head to TickPick.com/RTR and use our promo code RTR, and we're gonna give you $10 off your first pair of Rams tickets. Whatever tickets you're getting on TickPick. Again, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. No better time to get out to some of these Rams games and watch the teams play than now. TickPick is the place to get your tickets. It's just a great win. And like you said, like if they lost this game, you know, even hypothetically, and we would be fuming if this happened, but 
if the Cardinals scored uh, after they got that onside kick, got the ball in overtime and scored again and won, we'd all be very pissed off based on how that would have happened. But ultimately, you you showed up for this game and competed. And really, like after those, after the Ramsey and Higby announcements came in, two players shouldn't shift the outcome of a game that drastically. But stacked on top of the other stuff and who was out and who the replacements were, things felt like they were adding up. And, you know, I, I don't know if I saw a path to the Rams winning this game. So I would have been happy if they just kept it close and competed and showed up. But it's way better. This is much better. I mean, you, you have to consider Kareem Orr was out there guarding DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> right. That I mean, this is a guy that didn't take a snap all and, and he was guarding DeAndre Hopkins. And for the most part, he looked like a guy who had just gotten called up from the practice squad today. And that's not a knock on yeah. him. Uh, you know, he played, all things considered, he wasn't a total train wreck. And that is literally all you could ask for in this situation, especially based on, you know, we've when we've previewed Arizona, they're four wide receivers deep and four good wide receivers on top of having a good tight end and a good running back. So, no matter who he's guarding, it's a mismatch. I mean, no matter who David Long's guarding in this game, it's a mismatch. It's so, it, it was awesome to see just that unit in particular step up, and it felt like, you know, it went, when the Jalen Ramsey thing came out, and early in the game, you could feel it. It was like, okay, this pass rush needs to dominate up front today to have a chance, because... And you could really feel this on the first two drives of the game. You know your secondary is going to get beat a lot because they're completely undermanned. And you have to make Kyler Murray's life very difficult to make good plays. And the first play of the game, like literally, I think we all felt this. The first play of the game when Aaron Donald just shoved an offensive lineman into Kyler Murray. That that was the moment we were like, all right, I this is not a guaranteed loss anymore. Like, if he's showing up to fucking play like this, uh, we definitely have a chance. And that that really continued throughout the first half and gave this team a chance because Arizona put up a lot of yards and put up a lot of points. But uh, we gave ourselves a chance. We put the defense gave the offense enough to work with and the offense worked with it and they played great. Yeah, w- without a doubt. And, and you know, I, I, I'll eat a little bit of crow here because um, I was one of the people that was heavily criticizing Raheem Morris. And I think part of his strategy coming into this game, I, I mean, obviously you knew that they weren't going to get the job done uh, simply with covering. Um, so his, his, uh, his point of attack was just simply that, just to attack. And, uh, and attack they did, man. Like I said, the uh, Kyler Murray was not comfortable out there. He he was constantly running for his life, and uh, that that's the way it's got to be. You know, they have too many talented pass rushers uh, to to let this uh, to let any quarterback get comfortable in the pocket. So uh, you know, big kudos to to Raheem Morris. I think he deserves a large part of the credit uh, for this victory, as just about anybody else, really. Yeah, I tweeted before the game, if the Rams win, I do not want to hear any Raheem Morris slander. And he called up a great game plan. You know, we could sit here and say it was the obvious game plan, but he he called it up and he, they executed it. 
And credit to the pass rush, they finally stepped up and played a big game. Von Miller made his presence felt. Aaron Donald looked like Aaron Donald. Uh, Leonard Floyd was out there making some plays. It was great. I, you know, I, I like I, if if they score if Arizona scored thirty points tonight, even like thirty five points, I would have called it a successful day for the defense because of how depleted the secondary is today. And, and they gave up twenty three, and that that's that's great. Um, I, I just it's tough not to be happy with it. Let's let's go through the the box score here. Look at some of these stats. Uh, sorry guys, it's midnight here. Uh, my my brain is flickering on and off. Twenty two first downs for the Cardinals, eighteen for the Rams. Cardinals called up thir- seventy five total plays, fifty four for the Rams. But the time of possession battle was even. So you know, even though Cardinals ran twenty more plays, the the Rams with an even possession battle. That's that's great. Uh, they, they kept the defense off the field for good amounts of time. You know, they, they, it was a really good game plan on both sides of the ball. 447 total yards for Arizona, 356 for the Rams, 344 yards passing net for the Cardinals, 267 for the Rams, um, and 103 on the ground for Arizona, 89 for the Rams, Seven penalties for 54 yards for the Cardinals, five for 40 for the Rams. And where the game really came down to, two turnovers for the Rams and zero or two turnovers forced by the Rams. Cardinals turned it over twice. Rams didn't turn it over once. That's what the game came down to to me. Uh, those mistakes cost Arizona big time. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I, I think that... Again, this has a lot to do with, uh, you know, keeping Murray uncomfortable. But, uh, you know, turnovers certainly help this victory. And and uh, I, I don't definitely don't think the Rams win without him. Definitely not. Sorry, I was drinking water and had to hit my unmute button. Um, now, they don't win this game without those turnovers. I mean, especially, well, they could still win if, Arizona, hypothetically, if Arizona punched in a touchdown on that um, that goal line play, I don't remember if that was fourth down or not when Ernest Jones got that pick, but that was a big, big play. Uh, sorry if y'all hit, see me flipping through my notebook. I had like 10 minutes to prep for this podcast. I didn't write everything down on the computer. <laughs> uh, looking at my, my hard notes here. Passing in this game, Kyler Murray... 32 of 49, 383 yards, zero touchdowns, which feels like a lie. Uh, two, <laughs> two interceptions, sacked four times, ended up being 39 yards. 36.1 QBR, 72.1 rating. I feel like those are low. You know, there were some suspect plays from him, most notably, I would say, the. Uh, the interception to Leonard Floyd and the almost interception of David Long late in the game, but he made some fucking insane plays. And for the stat line to look this gross after the game, I guess it's a testament to how well the Rams covered him. He added seven carries for 61 yards on the ground, but given, you know, like when you play guys like this and Lamar Jackson and, 
Pat Mahomes, you have to account for like three to five plays a game where you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like there is nothing we could have done. And we got those. They happen in this game. But overall, they did an incredible job containing him, not letting him completely torch them on the ground uh, and making, you know, simultaneously bringing heat on him in the pocket, but not opening up spaces for him to, to get a lot of carries. Yeah, I <laughs> it, it's uh, it, it's actually kind of insane um, how how many times the Rams could have won the game had they just simply picked off the ball. <laughs> right. I mean, there was so many opportunities. I, I was getting frustrated. But, um, you know, there was a couple times where, you know, like I, I if I recall correctly, um, I think it was Darius Williams that was covering um, DeAndre Hopkins, who almost got the pick. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, batted the ball away. At that point, you can't do anything about that. But David Long had the game in his hands, quite literally. And, uh, you know, that that was so frustrating. I'm like, dude, we, you, you can't. It's right there. But yeah. yeah I, I but, guess it didn't matter. And listen, man, David Long made some plays tonight. He did. And, to and his he, credit, he did. Yeah, and he also got cooked a couple times. But this was easily, like by a country mile, the best game he's played this year. And maybe that's saying Probably in his career. Yeah, for sure in his career, because he didn't play until this year. Um, (laughs) I know he was on the team, but he accomplished nothing. And, like, there were plays where, like, you know, he's guarding A.J. Green, and A.J. Green whoops his ass, and Andre Hopkins whooped his ass once or twice. But um, he he made plays. Like, he had some plays where he had really good coverage, and a couple times he made a play on the ball and yeah he could have picked off that interception that would have been great if he held on to it but tough to be mad with his performance today especially given the context of the guys around him on the team it's a lot easier to be critical of him when he's playing next to Jalen Ramsey when he's playing next to Kareem Moore you give him a little bit more of a break but uh it was a great day for him oh without a doubt it I, I have to say there was quite a few guys that stepped up. He was certainly one of them. Um, you know, even Darius Williams had a much uh, better game than he's had in a long time. He definitely wasn't perfect, but certainly was effective at times. And, and uh, he's ma- he made a couple crucial plays there. So uh, hats off to Darius Williams as well. Yeah, I think it was his best game of the season, too. Uh, you know, he, more than anyone he was the guy who was really asked to step up because now he's guarding DeAndre Hopkins a lot of the time. And, and he he had the play where he got beat. I think it was first and goal. They uh, Murray threw a bad pass to Hopkins, or the, they had a miscommunication on the goal line fade. They go right back and try to throw another. I, I think the second pass was like an out. They go right back, try to take advantage of the wrong coverage, and Williams gets his head around. Gets his hand up, swats the ball away. It was a great play. I, I'm pretty sure they scored a touchdown anyways, if my mind is remembering correctly. But nonetheless, uh, a big day for Darius Williams. Really encouraging to see. And uh, hopefully he can continue to look like this down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. If, if if we get the same Darius Williams that we got in this game in future games and Jalen Ramsey is on the field at the same time, this is a much better defensive secondary for sure. 
Yeah. Much better. You know, I wonder too. Maybe, maybe David Long earned some more reps after this game. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. Hey, if he keeps playing well, why not? Well, it's him or Dante Deon, so you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll they'll give them both some burn down the stretch. On our side for passing, Matthew Safford, twenty three of thirty for two hundred eighty seven yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked three times. But um, I mean, I would say that sack he had a sack like on third and goal or close to third and the goal line um that i thought was the right call to make take the sack there 86.3 qbr 139.2 passer rating i don't know if this is best game of the year because i'd have to the or beginning of the season feels so far away and there's been so many bad games by both him and the team that it's tough for me to remember the specific games where he went off but he could not have played a better game tonight. Uh, this is this is the guy we traded for. This is the reason we invested all of these assets into him. If he plays like this in the playoffs, they will have a good shot to get to the Super Bowl as anybody, man. He was lights out in this game. So, Steve, I, I have to say uh, I, I was really impressed with, with Matthew Stafford today. This was indeed the Matthew Stafford that we certainly – you know, went out and, and traded all these picks for. Couldn't be more happy with the guy. He he it's not like he didn't take any risks either. You know, this this is the the quarterback that came as advertised, you know, throwing the ball downfield, that connection with Van Jefferson downfield, money. Like absolute money. That's the Matthew Stafford we know. And the Matthew Stafford I wish we would have had and, and that losing streak that we had. But, hey, you know what? I'll take him now. It, it came at a great time because, you know, getting a win over uh, the Arizona Cardinals is huge. So, you know, I, I, I hope that this Matthew Stafford continues to show up in the next upcoming weeks and well into the playoffs as well. Yeah, man, he, he was unbelievable that yeah the throw to van jefferson was fantastic um you know and he took shots but he didn't take any you know he didn't force anything i don't think really he only had seven incomplete passes i mean it was an unbelievable day for him uh the touchdown pass to cooper cup was a dime the touchdown pass to van jefferson was a, a huge momentum swing and just a money play and shout out to van too for we, for all the shit we've talked about Rams draft picks over the last two years, we got to eat a lot of craw on that one because our big complaint was that he did all the same thing Cooper Cup and Robert Woods did, but he's become the deep threat they needed. And it's it's been it's been a delight to see how, how he's progressed very quickly in, in that aspect of his game. Yeah, I, I, he certainly has developed into a interesting type of wide receiver and and uh you know what if he gets even better from here that that's great news especially when you have uh you know an aging Robert Woods you know I I'm not in a rush to get Robert Woods out of LA don't get me wrong but he is he is kind of getting older at this point and you know bringing in fresh blood like Van Jefferson that's exactly what the Rams needed um you know if we go back to our conversations, absolutely 
uh, our conversations talked about how he was his game was a little bit too similar. But hey, you know, kudos to him for for kind of separating from the pack a little bit, and uh, you know, maybe he won't be this uh, this like total deep threat where that's like his aspect of his game. You know, he he'll never be that Tyreek Hill, but we don't necessarily need him to be. Uh, I'd love a Tyreek Hill, but um, it it doesn't really matter because if if uh, if it works. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely doesn't need to be Tyreek Gill, but whatever he's doing, uh, it's working for the most part. I mean, he's dropped some passes this year. He had a couple bad bad penalties in this game. The offensive pass interference in particular was pretty unnecessary, but uh, didn't really matter. In the grand scheme of things, overall, I'd say he impacted this game in a very positive way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the ground for the Rams, 20 carries or 79 yards for Sonny Michelle. He ran real fucking hard all night. He was breaking tackles. Uh, particularly, I don't remember when in the game this happened, but there was a play where I think it was Bryson Hopkins, and apologies if it was Blanton, I don't remember which one, whiffed on a block on a sweep to Michelle, and it didn't matter because Michelle broke the tackle. Uh, He was running like a bowling ball all night, and he's been really good, and I think that regardless of what happens with Cam Akers down the stretch, we're going to get a 1A and 1B situation with Michelle and Henderson because... Ultimately, I think this team does want Daryl Henderson to be more of a home run hitter. And when you have Michelle running as well as he's ran the last two weeks, you you can experiment with, with evening those guys out. And it'll give them both breaks and hopefully keep them both fresh for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if if you get this kind of success from, from Michelle, I, I, I don't see why not. You know, Daryl Henderson has an injury history and – uh, you know, keeping him fresh for the playoffs is imperative. Uh, having Michelle there, you know, being that one B guy, I, I, I think at that point, you you're only adding value to to the trade that uh, that it took to get him. It, you know, hopefully this turns out to be well worth the the investment because uh, at the beginning of the season it didn't look like a too hot of an investment, but hey, um, better late than never, right? Yeah, well, he wasn't playing at the beginning of the season. I feel like that's why it looked like a bad investment. And also, he gave a fourth-round pick for essentially 
your backup running back. But uh, he's going to play like this, man. Yeah, it, it, it was worth the risk. Ultimately, <laughs> it will. we will see how the team does in the playoffs before we can really properly assess the risks that went into all the giving away basically all their draft picks for Matthew Stafford, Bob Miller, and Sonny Michelle. <laughs> um, Van Jefferson also had a carry for 10 yards in this game. Receiving wise, he had two catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. We we already talked about him. Cooper Cup, 13 catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. It, like, it, I, my God, man, he's unbelievable. Like, and not really anything to add. He's so good in this game. Best best wide receiver in football. That's all. That's all you got to say. I mean, no, listen, no doubt about it. Listen, if I'm drafting receivers for to build my team around, I don't know if I'm taking him number one, but without a doubt, he's been the best receiver in football this year. I don't think there's even a debate about it. Uh, you can't. You simply can't. I mean, there hasn't been anyone really that that as consistent as him, and even on his his, you know, air quote, bad games, he still somehow manages to have these incredible stats. And while stats don't tell the entire story, I don't know where the Rams would be without him. Point blank. I, I just, I don't. <laughs> yeah, man, he's got a... God, I don't, I don't need, no, I can't tell if ESPN factored into this game and others, but either now or before this game, he had... 1,366 yards on 100 receptions, 11 touchdowns on the year. Uh, all three of those, I'm pretty sure, are leading the league. He will be a first-team All-Pro, barring one of Justin Jefferson or Devontae Adams or both of them going absolutely fucking nuclear down the stretch. But it's been he's been unbelievable. Uh, it's To see him make a leap like this, this deep into his career. And I mean, he was an older rookie, you know, he was great in his first year and we really felt like, you know, there wasn't that much more room for him to grow and he continued to grow a bit, but the leap has been unbelievable. And maybe he was always as good and Jared Goff was just holding him back. I don't know. That's possible too. It's definitely possible. (laughs) Um, Odell Beckham, six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown man on seven targets. Guy has been, Great. I I don't think there's a bad thing you could say about what he's brought to the team. My favorite tweet that I saw um, uh, came from Justin Jefferson, the Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. Uh, it ba- He basically said that Odell wasn't the problem. And uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, if we're, if we're going to be real, is this prime Odell Beckham? Of course not. Nobody was expecting that. But considering all that he's kind of done, you know, when healthy and and able to contribute in such a short time, clearly it wasn't Odell that was the problem. And, and I think I think the Browns are starting to notice that now. Yeah, he's either going to continue to play for the Rams and live a great life in L.A., or get a large contract because he's earning his way into another large contract if he wants it. Uh, we'll see what happens in the offseason. There's too much to talk about to dive into whether or not he'll be here next year right now. Uh, but he's been really great. Yeah, he was clearly not the problem in Cleveland. 
And like you said, yeah, man, he's not at his peak, but he's great. And I can't even imagine what we'd be talking about with this offense had he not chosen to come here and the Robert Woods injury happened. Because, man, it is Stim Pickens behind him. Uh, I don't know why they play Ben Skoranek. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I, I feel like um, I, I need to get Steve a Ben Skoranek jersey. I, I <laughs> Steve, you, you need to rock that jersey. I, man, I feel like you need to wear that one. Man, it's like, yeah, play him when, when your guys need breaks, but it feels like he's packaged into certain formations, and it's like, what what is he doing that Odell Beckham Jr. cannot also do? <laughs> uh, I I think the hope is that you know you get Skoranek some experience now, and maybe somewhere down the line in the future, Skoranek might be in, turned into a contributor. I doubt that's going to be the case especially next year when you get some of your guys back but I, I maybe there's something that Sean McVay sees in them that we just haven't yet uh, I don't know man maybe. I mean, <laughs> he did I did I will give him props I did notice he had a really nice block on I think it was a Michelle run uh, at some point in the game I'm not going to go through my notes to find out when this block was <laughs> Um, hey, it, I, I think this needs to be said, though. If uh, Ben Skoranek has a good game this season, I feel like you need to buy a Skoranek jersey. It shouldn't be too much money. <laughs> what What's the bar? Like, okay, if Ben Skoranek records, because jerseys are expensive, if he records 150 yards in a game this year, I oh, will buy yeah, a jersey. You're setting up for failure already. <laughs> okay, if if he records... If he records a hundred yards, I'll buy a jersey. How about that? All right, all right. I I, I like it. You heard it here, folks. If Ben Skoranek goes over a hundred yards, Steve will get his jersey. And if this happens in a meaningless game where John Wolford starts, I'll still get the jersey because I still don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't either. <laughs> so I I think you and your wallet are safe there, Steve. Kendall Kendall Blanton in this game stepping up for. Tyler Higby being out, him and uh, uh, Bryson Hopkins share, shared the role, but Blanton was certainly the guy who got the bulk of the work. Two catches for 29 yards on three targets. I mean, like, I don't have negative things to say about how you play in this game. Nah, I mean, there's certainly been worse games that we've seen him. Yeah, yeah, he was fine. Uh, I mean, we're talking about literally practice squad guys so like the fact that they're not negatively impacting the game is a win ultimately <laughs> damn and i don't Ruthless. even mean, i don't even mean that in like a bad way against these guys like honestly dude they didn't make rosters you know and you're st- kendall blanton i would guess played like 70 percent ish of snaps in this game yeah i mean he he did he did step up in a in a way um especially because Say what you want about Tyler Higby. Maybe he hadn't become, you know, that uh, tight end we were hoping for him to be. Uh, but you know what? Tyler Higby does have kind of an underrated role, particularly in blocking. And, uh, you know, that that's not, you know, those are pretty big shoes to fill. 
I I do think Higby has become the player that we hoped he could be based on his draft capital and based on that five game stretch where he was the best player in the world being more of an anomaly than the norm. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, I I was, I, I think more along the lines in terms of receiver, I think you'd like to see him a little bit more involved and sometimes, especially in this season, um, some of the drop passes just kind of got to us, but, uh, you know, overall still a hell of a tight end. Um, you know, maybe not a top five or even a top 10, but, uh, but a, certainly a great, uh, a, a decent one. Yeah. He's solid. I mean, he's in, the, I would say he's in the above average tight end. He's probably in the better half of tight ends in the league. Yeah. Which is great to have. On the Cardinals side, A.J. Green, seven catches for 102 yards on 10 targets. Uh, man, he must love that he got to play us twice and we didn't have a starting cornerback in both games because he abused the shit out of the non-Jalen Ramseys and Darius Williams on the team, man. Just, you know, he's not as spry as he used to be, but he's just such a good player. And he was a great player, and he still has all that footwork and knowledge of how to win a possession. Uh, and he really takes advantage of our lesser cornerbacks. I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, man, if he's the guy that's going to beat you, that's fine. DeAndre Hopkins, five catches, 54 yards on 12 targets. Uh, an insane win for the Rams in that aspect. Had a very uncharacteristic drop that may have cost Arizona this ball game. That was a fucking gift, man. My God. At that point, when he dropped a slant on fourth and one, I was like, the the football gods are cruel, and they made us suffer today, but they wanted us to win this game if DeAndre Hopkins is dropping slants on fourth and one. Yeah, that was... I, as soon as I saw it, and I, I think it was more along the lines of uh, Hopkins, you know, trying to run before he actually had the ball. Uh, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, uh, not something you see too often and may never see it again unless you see like a huge declining DeAndre Hopkins. But um, yeah, I, I, I was I was stunned to see that that. Um, that drop pass and hey, uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take it in dropping passes any day of the week. Yeah, don't got that's fine with me. That's fine with me. Christian Kirk three catches for eighty six yards. He had that big gain on a just a comically insane pass by Kyler Murray. Zach Ertz five catches for forty two yards on seven targets, which is I would say a win considering how how the. Theoretically, the guys who have to cover him would would struggle. <laughs> this is just cracking me up. Rondell Moore, three catches for five yards. His longest pass was seven yards. So every other pass he caught today in this game was a negative play. That's interesting. <laughs> Came really <laughs> close to making a uh, tiptoe grab on a wheel route where Von Miller was guarding him for some reason. <laughs> but uh, just out of bounds. Mo- mo- maybe the most outrageous stat line in this game, James Conner, 
13 carries for 31 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, had a long carry of 13 yards. So you take that carry away. He basically had 12 carries for 18 yards. Also added nine catches for 94 yards on nine targets. So it's like, A, you did a good job stopping the run more or less, even though he bulldozed on some of those carries. uh, And it felt like he broke 450 tackles in this game. But also... We allowed nine catches for 94 yards to James Conner, who's playing good this year, but is not a receiving back by any means. And maybe that was by design. The Cardinals are a deep team. Uh, They have a lot of really good pass catchers. He's not the guy you want to worry about, really, when we talk about all the talent that I have in this offense. But in a game full of almost all positives, that scares me a little when we play against better running back second catch the ball. And the way the way the playoffs are aligning, a lot of those guys aren't gonna be there. Galvin Kamara is not gonna be there, Christian McCaffrey is not gonna be there. Um but it, a little bit of a concern nonetheless. Well, to be fair, James Conner is one of the um, is one of the more um, I wouldn't even know how to describe that. He he knows how to find the end zone. Yeah, you know? yeah. He and, and he he played his ass off in this game. Not to take really things did. away from him. Yeah, he really did. And and uh, I have to say that the the game um, the kind of the adjustment for Kyler Murray and the and the Cardinal offense to kind of implement him more because. It, you know, no matter what, that's still kind of a weak area for for the Rams. Uh, even with Ernest Jones, you know, stepping up a little bit, he's still just a rookie in 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 the end of things, and he's more along the lines of the guy that's going to be guarding James uh, James Conner. So, um, all things said, you know, James Conner may not be you know the top echelon elite running backs in the league. But he's still he's still a decent running back, you know. Certainly a guy that knows how to find the end zone, and that's where his value is. Yeah, yeah. Shades of uh, I don't know if there's a compliment post arthritis Todd Gurley, where if he's in the red zone, he's probably going to score. Yeah, pretty much. That's actually a a good comparison right there. Yeah. Uh, defensively. Wow, they actually called that Stafford pass a fumble. Because he got a fumble in this game. That's wild. Yeah, that wasn't a fumble. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that might get stack corrected for any fantasy owners in games with Stafford that lost by less than a point. That might get reversed. Keep an eye out for that. Um, Defensively, Leonard Floyd led the team with eight tackles. Five solo tackles, two passes deflected, one QB hit, and an interception. I will say there were plays early in the game where Leonard Floyd was in coverage getting beat, and I was like, why the fuck is Leonard Floyd in coverage? And then he got an interception on a ridiculously great play by him where he he, he got a tip ball and he caught it. So I certainly ate crow sitting on the couch by myself watching this game. Hey, sometimes, you know, crow tastes really good. 
<laughs> I will say the collective of the pass rushers in this game, Von Miller had two tackles, or sorry, four tackles, two solo, one tackle for loss. His presence, you could feel it in this game. I mean, it's still too early to say. We're not going to be able to say if the Von Miller trade was worth it until we see how far this team goes in the playoffs and how well he contributes in those games. But you really started to feel his presence in this game a lot more than you had in the previous couple of games he played. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and maybe it it just took a few games for him to get acclimated with this uh, defense, Um, but his his presence was felt uh, this game. And and while I do expect him to to do this a little bit more often, um, you know, this is a great this is a great time for him to show up and, uh, you know, against a quality team. So I, I'm, I'm happy so far with that. Um, but hopefully this will be kind of a more consistent thing. Yeah, and it's it's not really a fair thing to say, but we will decide if the Von Miller trade was worth it. Sorry, I'm sifling. Based on what he does in January, really. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to for a guy in a contract year at his age. Greg, Greg Gaines, the fastest player on earth. Five tackles, three solo tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. Um, had a QB hit. <laughs> it was great to see from him. Justin Hollins was back out there. Uh, a welcome addition, and I mean, the MVP of this game defensively, we talked about it a little early in the show, Aaron Donald, five tackles, three solo, three sacks, had a pass deflected that turned into an interception. I mean, good God, man. We, as Rams fans watching this team every week, know how good he still is and remains despite, you know, he's not stuffing the stat sheet every week, but it is nice to see him get a stat stuffing game. You know, I, I have to say that he, out of all, all the players that have, you know, stepped up the, um, one of the biggest surprises, great gains. And, uh, you know, not that he never had the potential because I think this is kind of what we've been waiting for. Uh, we've, you know, this was kind of a guy that we were hoping to see him step up and uh, be a contributor, and and certainly he has. You know, it's stepped up in such a big way, and uh, I mean, that was it was interesting seeing watching him chase down Kyler Murray. I mean, <laughs> it, it looked a little funny. There was a there was an instance where um, I believe it was a wheel route where where Kyler Murray was a, or or not a wheel route, but a a bootleg where, where Kyler Murray, you know, was running and couldn't find a play downfield. You see Greg Gaines, this big, this big old dude, you know, chasing down Kyler Murray. Um, It just looked funny to me. (laughs) And then he ended up diving. Dude, he he dives all the time. And I feel like it always works. It's, it's crazy. Like, when Greg Gaines dies for a tackle, I know he's going to make the tackle. Hey, whatever works. I don't don't care if he belly flops and, 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 you know, gets the tackle, you know, as long as it works. The the term deceptively quick is usually thrown around for guys who are just clearly fast. And it's like, it's it's a term I hate, but 
it definitely works when describing Greg Gaines. He is deceptively quick. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be chased by the dude. <laughs> Uh, other players on defense we didn't get. I mean, we didn't really touch on Ernest Jones, but had that great interception, seven tackles, uh, had a pass defended. He continues to be really good. Uh, he has stepped up in a big way, and you know, I know Troy Reader is out there a little bit. I feel like he actually wasn't out there that much in this game. There were some plays where they lined up Taylor Rapp in the box, which was nice to see. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad that they're moving away from Reader and and fully committing to Ernest Jones being the top linebacker. He seems like he could be their top linebacker for quite a while. It, it's about damn time, man. You know, I Seriously. I I mean, no offense to Troy Reader because, like I said, I, I think he's a a decent contributor when it comes to special teams, but that's all he should be. Agreed. Agreed. Um, anyone we didn't talk about on offense or defense, we could get to special teams in a minute, but uh, we didn't really talk about the O-line. I thought Joe Nopun played solid. I mean, you didn't notice him really fucking it up. I, I only noticed Coleman Shelton, Shelton making a bad play like once. Uh, you're down two starters on the O-line, and I mean, Havenstein is a big one to be missing. It, it, those guys played great. I mean... Maybe the stat, maybe the advanced stats are going to tell you they didn't, they didn't play "quote unquote" great, but considering where they are on the depth chart, not nothing I could complain about there. Those those guys also stepped up. Well, I mean, when you think about it, that main reason, well, not one of, uh, not the main reason, but uh, a good reason why um, it was doubtful that the Rams would win this game uh, because. You know, Rob Havenstein has been one of the most consistent offensive linemen on the Rams. Um, and you can definitely say he's probably been the second best offensive lineman uh, that the Rams have had uh, this season. And, uh, you know, for for them to have him missing, that's huge. That's, that's very big. And then while Brian Allen, um, you know, say what you will about him, but he, he's our starting center, and Coleman Shelton is not somebody you'd exactly get excited for uh, being your, your replacement starter. And uh, you know what? He did a decent job, you know? Um, and what more? What else more could you ask for for two essential backups, you know, playing, uh, uh, playing with, you know, your starters, you know? I, I'll take it because... There wasn't too many times where Matthew Stafford was pressured. Um, there was a few licks on him, but uh, honestly, that that's I'll, I'll take that considering you have two key guys out. So, no no doubt about it. I I was really happy and thrilled to see because uh, they they have some they have some studs on the on the Arizona Cardinals. For sure, man. Uh, and <laughs> that's a good defense. So. This was my mouth just got really dry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This was a, the most encouraging game by the offense in I would say like literally months. Uh, we we said last week it was great to see them clicking against Jacksonville, but it was fucking Jacksonville. Uh, this is a really good team, a good defense, and they they fired on all cylinders without three without four starters. I mean. Four starters on offense didn't play in this game, and for them to look as impressive as they did, 
you you have to feel good about it. I think it's okay now. We can be cautiously optimistic that the Rams have a have a shot in the playoffs uh, based on t- this game. They did enough to give us hope again. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, you, this is this was a huge victory, and it, it gives you a lot more confidence when all these players return. Uh, you know, I, I think if they can continue down this road with you know their you know better players involved, I I think that's a that's a great feeling for for sure. And look, man, we don't really like every game we play for the rest of the team is going to be a tough one or rest of the season, I mean, but listen, depending on what happens with, if, if Lamar Jackson has to miss time and misses the, the Ravens game in week 17, very doable to win out. It's very doable. Now we're game back in the division and we really, we need the Cardinals to lose a game uh, in the division to have a chance to win the division. And they only play they only have Seattle left. So either they need to lose two games and we need to win out, or they need to lose that Seattle game and we still need to win out. So the division's still gonna be tough, but um I mean worst case we lock into the five seed and a game against San Francisco late in the season doesn't matter. You know, that one that wouldn't be too bad. No, I, and really, I feel like the the 49er game is um, probably the biggest threat to the Rams uh, in, in terms of uh, actually losing any of these games uh, because, well, I, I know that the Ravens, it, they ha- you'd have Lamar Jackson and... Yeah, I, if, Lamar's out, if Lamar's out there based on the last time we played the Ravens, I have absolutely no confidence. But that that might just be PTSD. I know I know that they haven't been that great. No, and not really. But uh, that that stands for reason. You know, if you um, if you if you really consider that if he's out, that's that's uh, kind yeah. of that's kind of a working in the Rams' favor there. For sure, it, it feels like. Uh... The Vikings always beat us too, so they always play us tough. Even though they're, you know, that that should be a win, and Seattle should be a win. But we'll see. We we can't we can't close the podcast without talking about the special teams. Oh yeah, uh, Matt Gay is a saint. We'll never say a bad thing about him for the rest of my life. Johnny Hecker is fucking cooked, man. It's sad. It's really sad. It's such a bummer. That's how you really feel there, Steve. He, he had a punt where it, it, it dropped, it bounced perfectly. It, it bounced perfectly. Like, if the ball had hit the right spot, this would have been a pin, but it landed on the 12-yard line, and two years ago it would have landed on the two-yard line. It was the perfect bounce, but, it, like, ha- how many 50-yard punts do you think he's had this year? Because I feel like he hasn't had one in a while. Yeah, I don't imagine he has too many, if any. It's it's tough. And you know what, man? It's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to sit here and drag Christian Roseboom and Terrell Burgess 
for not recovering an onside kick. I, I, I just, I don't have it in me. Yeah, that was uh, uh, interesting. They truly, if you if you take away the kick, if if field goal kickers don't matter, this has to be the worst special teams unit in NFL history. <laughs> You're missing one critical player there, Steve. Who am I missing? Brandon Powell? Yes, the savior. The reason the Rams won was because of Brandon Powell. And no, I'm not speaking ironically here. What did did he do? I I am happy. Did did I miss something? He got 27 yards. He had a 27-yard pump return, or was it a kick return? It was a kick return. Ah, okay. Admittedly, yeah. I had some work stuff going on during this game. I tuned down on a couple kickoffs. Yeah, I mean that—that that was. I think that was his only return. So, uh, um, you know, he he looked he looked good in that return, though. So <laughs> I'll take it. There was no fumble. There was no muffed punts. There was no fum- fumbled kick returns and. To me, that's a victory right there. Dude, so many times this year the Rams have started behind the 25-yard line. So to start at the 30-yard line, massive W. Massive W. Absolutely. And the Rams got said, the savior, bro. The savior. (laughs) I, I will allow it because of how hard we have dragged that unit in particular. So give the man a contract. Sign him for the rest of the season, please. Get him on the active roster. Without a doubt. Uh, no more J.J. Koski, please. <laughs> I think he's hurt. I think he's done. Oh, well, I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's really fucking late, so I'm going to go to bed. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon with another pod. Follow us on Twitter at Rivera at Johnny Five Not Six at Talk Rams. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Tell Sean Payton keep talking that. We gonna see him soon. You feel me? The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com